Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data com needs. Touchdown, City. Now, Matt Pauly. Billikens win! Billikens win! On America's Sports Voice, King of OX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go! On a Monday night, we welcome you into another edition of Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. Have you for just one hour tonight. It is our uh, normal Monday routine where we uh, have the coaches show, the Billikens coaches show from uh, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. And then we come your way with uh, Sports Open Line from uh, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock this evening here on KMOX. A lot of football on the program tonight. Taylor Bashadi, who uh, works for NFL Network, she is going to join us on about 10, 15 minutes or so. And uh, we'll talk a bit about the Pro Bowl, which did take place yesterday. If you were not aware, the Pro Bowl did take place. We'll get into uh, some baseball as well today. Truck Day as uh, the truck carrying all the Cardinals equipment. It has left Bush Stadium. And uh, as we speak right now, it is somewhere between St. Louis and uh, Jupiter, Florida. But that just means we are getting that much closer to spring training getting underway as uh yeah it's uh it's it's essentially here um from from all indications a lot of people have already uh, arrived and they're they're ready to go we're going to start our broadcast by the way we will be broadcasting live from uh, Jupiter through the duration of spring training and that will start a week from today this is our final Monday doing sports open line from St. Louis starting next Monday and uh, moving forward. Sports open line will originate from uh, Jupiter, Florida during the duration of uh, spring training. And we're certainly excited uh, for that. A little bit of a longer spring training this year with the World Baseball Classic going on. But we'll talk more baseball uh, in our final segment uh, today. Um, wanted to open up with college basketball Bilkins played on Friday, and uh, we haven't had a show since then. And in, in many ways, the team has kind of already moved forward to tomorrow's game. They're going to match up against Rhode Island. That's going to be an 8 o'clock start. Our coverage tomorrow is set to begin at 7.45. I was surprised the Bilkins lost on Friday night. And I, I believe in this Bilkins team as being just a really – Talented team that is NCAA tournament worthy. And there's going to be some people out there that think that you should be in the NCAA tournament every single year. Well, here's the thing. That's not going to happen. You're in the Atlantic 10, 
where this year it looks like a one bid league and it just that that's the if you want to be one of those teams that's in the tournament every single year generally you have to be in a power conference or you're Gonzaga you know that that's kind of who what you got going so i am not someone that is going to have the expectation that St. Louis University is in the NCAA tournament every single year. And I don't think I'm lowering expectations. I think I'm just looking at it from a from a very logical perspective, that this should be a program that makes frequent visits to the NCAA tournament, and they set, them out some, uh, some sell, they set themselves up for certain years where they can be really good and they can look like a team that can go on a deep tournament run. And that's what we were talking about before this season got started. And I still 100% believe that this team has the talent to do that. That being said, if you're that team, if you're the team that I just described, if you're the team that's going to go on a tournament run, if you're a team that's going to get into the NCAA tournament, if you're a team that's going to go win your league tournament to get in, because what happened in non-conference, you you didn't put yourself in position to be able to gain an at-large bid. You just didn't. If you're going to do all those things, well, then you're also the team that beats VCU on Friday night. And this isn't a knock at VCU. Like, this is not a foregone conclusion victory. VCU is a good team. They're 18 and 6. They're 9 and 2 in league play. They, they got some nice wins in non conference. They, beat, uh, they beat, beat Pitt on a neutral floor. Although they lost to Memphis, a team that uh, SLU did uh, beat. They beat Vanderbilt, uh, and Vanderbilt's maybe a little bit better than we expected them to be this year. But I say it all the time, and I mean it. And and I, I don't think you can even argue the point that I'm about to make. The, the home court advantage, the home advantage, doesn't matter if it's a court, field, whatever. The home advantage in college basketball is greater than any other home advantage when for me, and this is not a this is not a, a a dig at soccer. We're for me, you know, we're as we get ready for City SC to come in. Um, all we'll, we'll learn about all that kind of together. But in terms of Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, NFL, and then college basketball, college football, those six things which very much dominate North American sports, the college basketball home advantage is the greatest advantage. And I don't even think it's close. Maybe college football is number two. Maybe NBA is number two. I don't know. I don't know what number two is. Uh, but it's it doesn't it's far off. The college basketball home advantage is the greatest advantage. And let's go back to Friday night for a second. Sellout crowd. First sellout in a while for SLU. And they've got VCU coming in. You just have to win that game. And you're in position to potentially win that game. And then it goes bad down the stretch as VCU goes on a 12-2 run right at the end of that game. And that just that can't happen. The type of season that SLU wants to have this year, and really is there at a point right now where they're kind of trying to recover from a disappointing non-conference schedule, you just can't lose that game. And so I was I was disappointed. I was really disappointed. I was surprised. I, going into that game, I had such confidence 
that SLU was just going to find a way to win because good teams, tournament teams, conference champion caliber teams win those type of games on their home floor. Stakes were high, and you were playing at home, and they didn't find a way to win. So it was a little bit disappointing, and now you take a step back because think about what we've been saying throughout the course of uh, conference play. So they had the they had the disappointing finish to non-conference. They lost that game against SIUE. They lost the game against Boise. They lost the game against Iona. And they were able to kind of press the reset button going into league play. And they got off to a really nice start in league play. And then they, they played that game at Fordham. They lost the game at Fordham, but nobody's upset about that. That it kind of it's it's the exact point that I was trying to make for the other side. Like that was that was a crazy atmosphere for Fordham, and that game meant a ton for that team. And they found a way to win because they were playing on their home floor, and the stakes were high. And Fordham won that game. So for me, that's a very forgivable loss. I don't know if it's an expected loss. I feel like if I'm going to sit here and say expected, that's somewhat, I'm not trying to denigrate SLU, but nobody was losing any sleep, I don't think, over the Fordham loss. But it was, okay, now you come back and you have to beat VCU on Friday night. And if they beat VCU on Friday night, all of a sudden it kind of justifies what we were thinking about this team through most of non-conference, or most of conference, I should say, because they hadn't played anybody. They, they've been playing the lower half of the A-10, and the A-10 isn't very good this year. So they're playing all these games. They're playing better, but they're winning all these games. It feels like stuff is a lot better, and you're feeling really good about this team, and then they lose that game to VCU, and all of a sudden you start looking at the way conference play has gone, and you start looking at it a little bit differently. Because now, well, those wins don't look quite as impressive because of who you were playing. And when you had the opportunity to try to knock off a good team, you were unable to do so against VCU at home and, and, and the Fordham loss as well. But just disappointing. Just disappointing. And I look, they got to figure it out. They don't have a lot of time left. That's the other side of this. We're into the final month of the season. There is not a lot of basketball left to be played. And they've got some challenging games. They've got another game against VCU. That's going to be in Richmond right at the end of this month. They're going to play two games against Dayton. They're going there coming up um, on Friday. They are going to uh, play Dayton again right at the end of the season in the regular season finale at home on March 3rd. So they've still got, they've still got some challenging games uh, left on the schedule. They're going to play some of the better teams in the A-10 and yeah, they just they, they got to get this figured out in terms of who they are going to uh, who they're going to be because it's disappointing they lost that game and this is a team that is talented enough to beat anybody in the A10. This is a team that's talented enough to get to the NCAA tournament. I think this is a team that is talented enough to win a game or two in the NCAA tournament. Now. That sounds a little crazy considering what's been going on recently. I don't think I'm overvaluing the talent here. I just think they need to play up to the talent, and uh, we have not seen them do that here in a little while. Just real quickly, since we are talking about SLU, uh, this is pretty cool for Yuri Collins. 
He has been named to the top 10 list for the Bob Cousy Award. Each year, the Cousy Award goes to the top point guard in Division I men's basketball. He is the leader in total assist in the NCAA with 224. He's also the leader in assist average at uh, 10.2 per game. You add in his 11.5 points per game. He is the only player in the NCAA who is averaging a points assist double-double, and he's looking to become just the fifth player in NCAA history to finish a season averaging double digits in both points and assists. So he is putting together just nothing short of a spectacular season. And uh, it's I think it's tough to win these type of awards for non-Power 5 conference players. We'll see whether or not that changes this year. The numbers stand up. What Yuri Collins has done from a numbers perspective, you can you can make the argument that he should uh, win the Kuzi Award against Lubeck at tomorrow night. They are going to match up against Rhode Island late night at Chaffetz Arena. That's going to be an 8 o'clock tip-off tomorrow evening. That means our coverage is going to begin just after 745. Uh, one other note regarding uh, SLU basketball, but on the women's side of things, this is pretty cool. I don't know if people are paying attention. The SLU women... They are they're doing a little bit more than I think people expected this year. They're a 500 team in league play. Obviously, they want more than that, but uh, this is a program that seemingly is on the rise. And uh, Brooke Flowers being named the A10 Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Week. Couple wins last week. She averaged uh, her line in those wins averaged 13 points. 15 rebounds, 7 blocks, and commits just 2 turnovers in 69 minutes. She opened up the week by recording the first triple-double in uh, SLU history when she had 10 points, 18 rebounds, and blocked 11 shots. Uh, the 11 blocks, a school record as well. So uh, well-deserved honor for sure for Brooke Flowers. That is uh, that is pretty cool to see that. The SLU women, they are going to get back at it coming up on uh, Wednesday when they play at Dayton. Yesterday they got a win against St. Bonaventure on the road, 75-61. to All right, uh, when we come back, we are going to uh, shift gears just a little bit as uh, we'll talk uh, NFL football. Taylor Bashotti, who uh, works for uh, NFL Network, she is going to join us in just a moment or so. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line. We're back with more in just a moment right here on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Chiefs football plays here. KMOX. We're back on Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Matt Pauley hanging out with you here on a Monday night. We got to start a little late tonight for the Billikens Coaches Show, taking you till 8 o'clock this evening. Uh, before we get done, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the NFL changes to the Pro Bowl. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I'll give you my thoughts on that. And uh, we'll also talk some baseball. The Cardinals truck, it has left St. Louis, and it is headed down to uh, Jupiter. We will start our live broadcast from Jupiter coming up a week from today, which is just absolutely crazy. But uh, I was talking with uh, with Mike Claiborne a little bit uh, earlier today, and he said everybody's in Jupiter. If they needed to start spring training tomorrow, they would have everybody, basically everybody available to be able to uh, get things started. So baseball is uh, right around the corner. But we'll talk to football right now. We're very happy to welcome on to the program. She's part of the team at NFL Network. She is at Taylor Bishotti. You can follow her on Twitter if you'd like at Taylor. I'll spell her last name. B-I-S-C-I-O-T-T-I. Taylor Bishotti joining us right now on Sports Open Line. Taylor, thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. And I just have to give you a big shout out for getting my last name right on the very first try. I am completely impressed right now. I've well, got to say, you are probably one of the first people to ever do that. Usually people guess the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is biscotti. Uh, what's going to happen here, so you're impressed, we're going to start at a high mark. And as the interview goes down, you're just going to think less and less of me as we go along. No, no, impossible. <laughs> uh, Pro Bowl over the weekend, a little bit different with the with the flag football thing. Did you like it it was it was different definitely different it was it was a lot of fun i've got to say it was entertaining that's for sure um i enjoyed it it one thing that i liked was the fact that uh guys didn't have helmets on. Like, you could see them. You could see their personalities. I always think I'm a big believer in, especially in football, you want to see who these guys are. And while I may not have loved the idea of flag football, I do love the idea that you were able to see these guys. And I think that's important for the NFL. Would you agree with that? I totally agree with that. And I feel like the Pro Bowl is the perfect opportunity to showcase your personality, have a little bit more fun with it. All the guys are relaxed. It's not, you know, a real game per se. Um, so it's the perfect time for those players to be able to like have some fun with it, show their personality, interact with the fans, interact with each other, and let us kind of have a behind the scenes look into what it's like on a normal day of practice with them. We are into Super Bowl week, Chiefs Eagles coming up on Sunday. On paper, this looks like it's going to be a fantastic game. What, what right now? And obviously, we're still about a week out from it, but is there a certain part of this game that especially excites you? Um, yes. Andy Reid, what kind of game he's going to call. I feel like he is the X factor for this matchup, but I think on paper, 
the Eagles do have the stronger team. Their total offense is third overall. Their total defense is second overall, opposed to Casey's number one offense, but the 11th ranked defense. So on paper, technically, I think that the Eagles probably have a better team. Um, but what I think is going to be the X factor in this game is Andy Reid, his play calling, just his success that he's had in the playoffs. It reminds me a little bit of when Sean McVay took the Rams to play um, the Patriots the first time that he went to the Super Bowl. And the experience that, you know, Belichick had versus McVay at the time, you know, it just comes out. And I feel like that could be something that's going to play out in this Super Bowl because Andy Reid has all the wisdom and experience behind him. And Nick Sirianni, while he's a great coach, doesn't necessarily have that doesn't have that experience. We haven't gotten much of an update quite yet on the Patrick Mahomes ankle. We'll see once they're speaking to the media and everything. How much does that play into this? Because obviously he was able to win a game uh, with the ankle in not great shape, but that wasn't the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is Superman. I mean, he had a high ankle sprain like six days before their last game, and he looked totally fine out there. I don't think that that's going to play much of a factor in this game at all. He's had two weeks now as opposed to six days. So when we saw what he was able to do with six days. So I think that he's had plenty of time to rest. I think he's going to be just fine. I think the bigger concern for the Chiefs, probably their receiving core. From a uh, from an Eagles standpoint, offensively, they weren't overly impressive, especially from a Jalen Hurts perspective uh, in, in what they did in the NFC Championship game. When you're comparing quarterbacks, does Jalen Hurts need to lift his game that much more when, you, when you're in a Super Bowl and you're going up against a guy like Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that when you face Patrick Mahomes, you have to elevate your game. Your offense has to play to the level that Patrick Mahomes is playing at. You've got to find a way to score quickly or control the clock. And I think that that could be something that the Eagles do a good job of is their defense. They do have that number one defense, number two defense. Can they slow down Patrick Mahomes? Um, And if they can, then I think that their offense needs to try and find a way to control the clock, run the ball, because Patrick Mahomes does not take much time to go down the field and score. You mentioned the wide receiver situation with the Chiefs and uh, a small roster move that was made. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he is eligible to play. He's been activated off injured reserve. But the other side of that is they do officially lose wide receiver Michael Harmon as he ends up uh, on injured reserve, and he's going to be out with a pelvic injury. You mentioned those concerns with the Chiefs' wide receiver group. Who would you like to see or who needs to step up uh, for the Chiefs from a wide receiver position? I think Juju Smith-Schuster has to step up. I know he didn't leave that game unscathed to the mm-hmm. AFC Championship game, but if he can get that you know, knee swelling or knee to go down that injury, I think he's going to be a player that's really going to have to step up. Taylor Bashadi continuing to uh, join us. You see her on uh, NFL Network. Stepping away from the Super Bowl for just a moment, obviously we've had some coaching yeah. hires being made. Sean Payton goes to the Denver Broncos. We'll see if he can uh, get Russell Wilson back to who Wilson previously was. Do you like that hire? I do. I think that, I mean, if you're going to give up a one and then a future two or a two the following year, it has to be for a coach like Sean Payton. And I think that the Broncos are kind of in a situation where it's like they went out and broke the, you know, broke the bank for Russell Wilson. And we did not see the success that they thought that they were going to have. 
I think that they needed a coach like Sean Payton to kind of come in there and fix whatever they have going on. And I think I I would be shocked if he doesn't come in there and put things, I mean, at least put them in a better situation than what they were in last year. You heard him today. I think he said, I've never, that's foreign to me of having outside coaches Mm -hmm. for Russell Wilson. He said, we're not going to have that here. So you can already see that Sean, Sean Payton is much more of a strict kind of like, he's going to run the show there and he's already, you know, marking his, marking his territory in a way saying that, you know, this is my team now. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, you're, you're, you're totally right on that. And, um, a younger coach like the Broncos had before, you go to battle with the star quarterback over some sort of coaching thing, you're probably going to lose. But you bring in a Sean Payton, he's not going to lose that battle, it seems like. Right. No. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. His success speaks for itself. He know, he knows what he's worth. And obviously the Broncos knew what he was worth, too, because that's why they they gave up so much for him. He talked about today needing to step away from the game. He was a little bit burnt out, uh, all the COVID stuff over the last few years. How much do you think that exists right now across the NFL with coaches, head coaches, assistant coaches? Just it's It's been a lot over the last few yeah. years. It really has. I mean, we saw it with Sean McVay. He, he was debating whether or not he wanted to come back or take a year off or take some time off, more than a year maybe. And I think that that's a real thing. I think that especially – the demand that it puts on these coaches and how much of their lives it takes. It's not just a a nine to five job and I'm not marginalizing a nine to five job, but it's not just a nine to five job that you get to go home to your families afterwards. I mean, you are sometimes at the facilities at four o'clock in the morning and staying until midnight, you know, it's, it's, it's all encompassing and it's a taxing and tolling job for anybody. So I think that, I think that it's real. And, I think that McVay kind of questioning whether or not he wanted to take his break now or keep going. I think that kind of goes to show because he is a young coach and you would think, gosh, he's so young. Why does he need to take a break? Well, it's because it does take that much out of you. Last thing for you, you're a broadcaster. Tom Brady is going to go into broadcasting. We now know it's going to be 2024 when he joins the, uh, the Fox sports booth. How good do you think he's going to be? Is he going to be somebody who walks right in and is a really good analyst from the start? I honestly think so. I can't imagine Brady not being great at anything he does. He even said, I think it was today, that he wants to be great at everything he does and he wants to have time to kind of learn his craft, focus on it. I think that anything he puts his mind to, he's going to be great at. She is Taylor Bashotti. You see her on NFL Network. Taylor, thank you for being so uh, gracious with your time. Hopefully we can uh, catch up with you again in the future. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for having me. Taylor Bashotti joining us here on Sports Open Line. We appreciate her taking some time with us as we continue to inch closer and closer to the Super Bowl. That's going to be coming up on Sunday as the Chiefs and the Eagles are going to match up against each other. We'll take a break. We have a lot more to get to. Uh, I'll give you a little bit more. I know we uh, we referenced it at the beginning of our conversation with uh, Taylor, but I'll give you my thoughts on uh, what the NFL did with the Pro Bowl and whether or not uh, that was the correct way to uh, go forward with the game. We'll do that coming up in just a moment. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Pelicans win! Pelicans win! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports Open Line continues here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. It is Super Bowl week. Chiefs-Eagles coming up on Sunday. The Eagles continue to sit as a favorite in this game, a very slight favorite. Uh, they opened up as a two-point favorite. It's gone down to one and a half, and it has stayed at one and a half. If you remember, AFC Championship game, the point spread moved all over the place just based off the uh, updates that we got on Patrick Mahomes' ankle. So uh, we'll probably, as we get more details about his ankle and where that's at, uh, we could potentially see uh, that move around a little bit. You know, they always do the... Um, the simulations, the Madden simulations, and I don't know how correct those tend to be, but I mean they're pretty good. Uh, just the the technology and everything. Uh, Madden's uh, simulation this year had the Philadelphia Eagles knocking off the Chiefs thirty-one to seventeen. Jalen Hurts was the MVP, going 26 of 33, that seems unlikely, for 282 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, also rushing 10 times for 88 yards, and another touchdown that seems a little bit more uh, likely. He was, uh, in this simulation, he is the leading rusher. So we'll we'll see how that all uh, plays out. Over the weekend, the NFL did their revamped Pro Bowl. Now, if you remember last year, They still did an actual football game, and it drew the lowest rating that the Pro Bowl has had in a while. So what they did this year is they did a skills competition, which was kind of fun on Thursday, and then they did a flag football game on Sunday. I didn't watch a ton of it. I didn't have interest in it. I'll be honest with you. I just... I did not have interest in it, and it felt like, and you're always a prisoner of the moment... To me, it felt like I had less interest in it as a flag football game than I did in when it was a real football game. A crappy real football game, but a real football game nonetheless. Like it just, it felt like a gimmick. I was, I was at lunch with my family and some friends on Sunday and it was on the TV that I was basically looking at as I was eating lunch and there were moments I looked up, and it was kind of fun. I honestly, the things I was more interested in, just because I didn't have audio on it, I was interested in uh, the the Manning brothers. I'm a big Peyton Manning guy, so I I was interested in that. At one point, I saw Snoop Dogg talking. At one point, I saw Pete Davidson talking. Like to me, that seemed. Inter- I know Pat McAfee, who I I like Pat McAfee. I think he's funny. Uh, and, and Kirk Herbstreit, who I'm a big fan of as well, they were doing the broadcast, so maybe I would have enjoyed uh, being able to hear them. But from a football standpoint, and I guess it's not really important. For, if you're going to go to flag football, it's not really football anymore. From a football standpoint, it was 
not overly compelling. Now, we talked about this with um, with Taylor Bashotti in our last segment. If there is a problem with the NFL, it's that it's hard to market players, especially non-quarterbacks. These guys wear hel- they, they helmets. Like There's just not the opportunity to see who guys are. Like that's, that's one of the things that really bothers me about baseball. Baseball has every opportunity in the world to make players kind of household names and, and really market them well and put them out there. And baseball does a horrendous job with it. I always use this as an example. If we want to make the, if we want to say that Mike Trout is the best baseball player in the world, I could take Mike Trout and walk anywhere in downtown St. Louis, anywhere in, in the county, like wherever, it didn't matter. Like what, whatever place has a lot of people. If I'm just walking around with Mike Trout, I don't think people are stopping to say that's Mike Trout. Where I can't do that with LeBron James, I can't do that with Kevin Durant, I can't do that with Tom Brady, I can't do that with Patrick Mahomes. I those guys would be recognized from other sports. Baseball, I think, has a problem with that. Now in St. Louis, there's that's not going to be the case when we're talking about our own player. Like that's, I'm not walking around with Albert, Albert Pujols and he's not getting recognized. I'm not walking around with Nolan Arnato and he's not getting recognized. That's just not happening. But across the country, maybe outside of Southern California, and even maybe sometimes in Southern California, if I'm walking around with Mike Trout, I'm not sure that people are stopping and paying attention and realizing the fact of who that is. So sidebar over. So the one positive, I think the one, and it's an important positive. I'm not trying to be dismissive of, of the positive. The one positive is the the way the Pro Bowl was played, flag football, no helmets, lots of access. You knew who these guys were, and they were allowed to let their personality shine, and they were looser because they're playing flag football. Like there is, there's absolutely no possibility of an injury. Not no possibility, but very little possibility of an injury. There's not really hitting going on. There's a collision here or there that I happen to notice, but uh, nothing too major. So it's good. And I also don't know if the NFL had much of a much of an option in this. Just you know, there was a report last week that said concussions went up this past year. That's not good for the NFL when concussions are going up. All this added technology, the different helmets that are being used, guys being able to use whatever type of helmet uh, that they want to use, just all the technology that goes along with it. The concussion rate, the number of concussions, that's a number that needs to be going in a downward direction, not an upward direction. And I'm not just trying to be some guy who's going on the radio and just finding stuff to complain about. Like, that's not that's not my thing. And, and that's why I do try to focus in on some of the positives here. There were some positives in this whole thing that they uh you know the the personality of players came out. I haven't seen a TV rating for Sunday's Pro Bowl. I did see the TV rating information for the skills challenge that took place on Thursday and it was really bad. It was incredibly bad. It was just over a million people were watching it. So to put that in perspective, that's fewer uh, viewers than watched that night's Grizzlies-Cavs game. 
that did not start until later. Uh, or I guess that was the early game on TNT. Uh, less viewers than the Clippers-Bucks game that was later. Uh, the all-star game events from NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball all had uh, better numbers as well. NHL not a lot better. NHL's was just over $1 million, so uh, or just under $1.1 million, I should say. But the bottom line was the, the skills competition people weren't watching. And there were actually some cool things in that. I don't know if you're like me. So I rem- when growing up when the Pro Bowl was in Hawaii, they would always have a skills competition that was like done on the beach. And I watched that. I don't know if that was part of ABC's Wide World of Sports. It may have been after Wide World of Sports went away. It may have been on ESPN. I don't know. But I remember growing up and loving that. That was something that I enjoyed viewing and the skills competition uh, event on Thursday in some ways kind of felt like that, but people that watch it, I I don't know what the answer is here because the pro bowl, when it's just a regular football game, the rating is going to be bad when you compare it to previous pro bowls. And when you compare it to what the NFL is used to getting for any of their events, but at the same time, the pro bowl is still going to um, outdraw most everything else that's going on when it's a real football game. So we may revisit this on the program coming up tomorrow because I am curious what kind of TV rating it ended up getting. And that's probably going to dictate some of the decisions moving forward on what the NFL wants to do. I do think at the end of the day, like I came into this segment kind of saying that I was going to trash it because it wasn't overly compelling to me, the value of whoever happens to be watching it, getting the opportunity to see these guys uh, and, and their personalities and actually see their faces, not wearing helmets, and players beyond just the the handful of big-time superstars that we're all pretty familiar with in the NFL, there's some value to that. And that value probably outweighs whatever else you get in terms of more viewers when it's a more conventional football game. When it was a more conventional conventional football game, guys didn't want to play. The quality of football was bad, all that stuff. But for me personally, I enjoyed that more because it was still a football game. And it was still a football game with NFL players uh, involved in it. One last thing on the NFL before we uh, move on. Coming up in our next segment, we will talk some baseball. Truck day at Bush Stadium as uh, the truck has officially left St. Louis and is headed down to uh, Jupiter. We also alluded to this uh, with uh, in our conversation with uh, Taylor Bichotti a little bit ago. The Denver Broncos officially introducing Sean Payton as their new head coach. And... Pre, uh, previously, when Nathaniel Hackett was the Broncos head coach this past year, Russell Wilson was allowed to have his personal quarterbacks coach, personal coach uh, at the facility. He had like a whole team of people that were at the facility. And when Peyton was asked about that, he said, yeah, that's not happening. Uh, he said, I'm not too familiar with that. That's foreign to me. That's not going to take place. I'm unfamiliar with it. Our staff will be here. Our players will be here. And that will be it. Good for him, by the way. Especially considering Russell Wilson did not play very well. Tom Brady did that a little bit. And that was the Patriots didn't like that. And that I think that partially led to 
Brady's exit from New England because Brady had this staff of people that he wanted in the facility with him, and the Patriots didn't really want that. That's a that's kind of a new thing for superstar quarterbacks where they want their own people uh, available to them inside of the building. That's not going to be happening in Denver with Russell Wilson. Now, you could see a scenario where one or two of Wilson's guys all of a sudden gets hired by the Broncos. So it's kind of a best of both worlds situation where Sean Payton can still say it's only his staff, but Russell Wilson could have some of his people, but maybe not. And it's not too often that if a coach and a star quarterback go to battle, the coach is going to win. But this might be that, that, that very rare situation. Sean Payton comes in. He was considered the top available coach out there. As much as the Broncos gave away to get Russell Wilson last year, they gave away a lot to get Payton this year. And if it comes down between a battle between those two, Russell Wilson stunk last year. And you would think that Sean Payton's probably got more years with the Broncos than Russell Wilson does with the Broncos still. So this is one of those very, very, very few times in sports where if a coach and a star player go to battle, the coach might actually come out victorious. All right, uh, one more break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the program. We'll talk a little bit about uh, truck day as the Cardinals equipment. It is leaving St. Louis. It is en route to Jupiter. This time next week, we'll be doing this show from Jupiter. Uh, We'll talk a little baseball as we wrap things up in just a moment. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on Amanda Night here on KMOX. Starting to wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name's Matt Pauley. As always, if you ever miss anything, it's always available to you in podcast form, KMOX.com. Also on the Odyssey app, just search for a Sports Open Line. And when it comes to Cardinals content, so you've got the Sports Open Line podcast feed. The other podcast feed that I want you to know about is the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. Anything we do Cardinals-related here on KMOX, we put into that. Also, we're starting to do more and more exclusive podcast stuff just in that Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. So that's stuff that you don't hear here on KMOX. It's only available in a digital form. So check that out, KMOX.com, the Odyssey app. And we're going to be doing more and more today, Truck Day. The truck officially leaving Bush Stadium. I could tell you that KMOX Sports Equipment was on the truck as we get ready to uh, broadcast live. Our live broadcast from Jupiter going to begin a week from today. Isn't that crazy? We are going to be broadcasting live in Jupiter one week from today, and we are going to be there the duration of Cardinals spring training. So we've got a lot going on. Uh, We'll have some of the uh, games broadcast across the Cardinals radio network. Some of the games are going to be uh, broadcast uh, exclusively on a digital basis, streaming basis uh, at KMOX.com. We'll be doing sports open line from uh, Florida. We'll be doing updates and and hits and all kinds of things uh, throughout the day, hopefully bringing you uh, a lot of really, really good content. So that's it's going to start uh, coming up on Monday. I mentioned earlier, I was talking to Mike Claiborne. Claibs is already down in Jupiter. A lot of people are already down in Jupiter. He said that if they needed to open up camp tomorrow, they could. Now, 
there's probably some stuff on that truck that they would like to uh, have available to them. But the point being is a lot of folks uh, are already down there ready to uh, to go. I saw uh, Tyler O'Neill did an interview with MLB uh, Network Radio. He talked about uh, already being uh, down there. So it's it's here. It's just crazy. It does not feel like it was that long ago that the Cardinal season came to an end in that second game against the Philadelphia Phillies. And here we are ready to uh, get things rolling at spring training uh, and, and things are, are starting right away. Countdown to opening day. Another reminder for you that's coming up on Wednesday night, 6 o'clock to uh, 8 o'clock here on KMOX. Claves and myself will have you. Uh, we are still efforting a few things. Should have at least uh, one current Cardinal, uh, various media members and some other things. So maybe on tomorrow's Sports Open Line we'll have a few more things uh, locked in and we'll be able to give you uh, the details on uh, all of that. But yeah, countdown to opening day coming up at Wednesday night, tomorrow night. Uh, standard sports open line here on KMOX from a six o'clock to seven forty-five, leading into Billikens basketball as they're going to match up against Rhode Island tomorrow. Uh, thanks so much to uh, Taylor Bashotti who uh, joined us just a little while ago from uh, NFL Network, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again coming up tomorrow night. As this has been a Sports Open Line, talk to you tomorrow night right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.